Hey, Nelson, alcoholic addict. That is not my real name. That's the fake name that I use because I think the KGB is listening in on my free sober humor newsletter on Substack. No, I'm just kidding. That's my pen name that I use <laughs> here at LOL Sober. I have been watching a ton of TV and movies in my free time the past year or so. And one thing that strikes me is it's remarkable how much addiction and recovery end up being plot lines uh, on TV and movies these days. In fact, I, I can't remember a show that ran for any length of time recently where drugs and alcohol were not a part of the show. So with that in mind, I, I'd like to introduce you to Sober Review. Uh, I'm going to take TV shows and movies in which addiction and or recovery are a central part of the show, and I'll review them. I'll give you an overall grade and opinion on what I thought of the show, uh, but I'll, I'll also factor into that. I'm going to assess the way the show treats both addicts and alcoholics and also recovery. Um, you know, I've certainly seen my fair share of ridiculous Hollywood portrayals of addiction and recovery. That's for sure. So for my first sober review, I decided to watch the first season of the HBO show Euphoria. It's, I think it's now like four or five episodes into season two. Uh, the two biggest stars in the show are probably Zendaya and Sydney Sweeney. Uh, Zendaya was a um, part of my life because she was on the Disney Channel a lot when my kids were a little younger and we watched Zendaya a lot. Sydney Sweeney's just a really great young actress who was in The White Lotus and a bunch of other things already. Um, some of you might recognize Eric Dane, too. He was a doctor on Grey's Anatomy, which is a show I did not watch, but apparently lots of people did. So the show, it's very complex and nuanced, but the plot description is pretty simple. It's young adults, mostly high school students, doing what young adults do. They have messy experimentations with drugs and alcohol and sex and love and identity and fitting in, all that stuff. Almost every kid in the show is flailing around, just trying to figure out who they are um, and, you know, uh, many of them end up using drugs and alcohol to help them figure that out. I have no experience whatsoever with not fitting in and trying to use drugs and alcohol, right? Like, oh, my God, that's not a part of my story at all. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's the, it's my, it was my mission statement for many years. Uh, so, I, so here goes. I will try to do a spoiler-free review in case you do want to give the show a try. So here goes. Let me start... Let me start with the way that drugs and alcohol are presented in the show. Um, they are represented a lot. Like, I don't know that I have ever seen more partying in a TV show or movie than exists in Euphoria. It's like a 10-hour show, you know, 10 episodes for season one, an hour or so apiece. It's many hours of drinking and drugging. It's intense. In fact, if you struggle with addiction yourself, I got to say you might want to avoid this show because I could see it being quite triggering. Um, the entire show revolves around drugs and alcohol and wild party scenes. So I would proceed with caution for all those addicts out there. Even though I watched the show, um, I would watch like one episode a day, two episodes a day. It was not something where I thought I could handle like seven episodes in one day. It would haunted my <laughs> haunted my nights, I think. I still ended up thinking about the show a lot. Um, as far as accuracy, though, I recognized a lot of the mayhem, uh, overdoing it, fighting, lashing out with words, breaking up with one person and hooking up with somebody else and 
terrible hangovers and lying to parents. Like, oof, it is, it's too accurate. And it's obvious that people with experience themselves played a huge part in putting this show together. Like, you could smell that um, there were people who were struggling with addiction and got into recovery or just have some familiarity that put this whole show together, um, including the director, Sam Levinson, who I'll come back to in a minute. I will say this to all the sober parents out there. As a father to several teenagers, I found the show to be scary but illuminating in understanding my kids and what they face every day and what people probably text them and what the temptations are are like out there uh, for a young kid. Um, I bet lots of you fellow addict and alcoholic parents will see it that way, but, and this is a big but, I bet lots of sober people with kids will find this flat out horrifying and cover their eyes. Just an absolute horror movie about what it's like to be a teenager. So I would think about how much you want to actually know before you fire up euphoria. Okay, now let me talk about recovery for a minute. There's a ton of sobriety and recovery in this show too. There is, um, there are 12-step meetings. There are 12-step people that play a part in helping people try to get sober. And there's a diner scene in one of the later episodes in season one where a struggling uh, addict kid sits down with a guy who has a long time sober working in a 12-step program. And they sit down at this diner and they talk addiction. They talk recovery. They talk sponsorship. They talk amends. They talk higher powers. I've never seen anything that thorough about recovery. And I found myself nodding along for most of it. It's like 45, maybe 45 minutes straight of them just basically sitting in a diner and talking, which I haven't, I haven't seen any kind of like that, that long of a one scene, basically. Um, and the fact that it was about recovery was really interesting. Two parts of this scene, they did make, they, they made me raise my eyebrows a little bit, though. First, um, it's a 50-year-old dude sponsoring a 17 or 18-year-old high school girl. I think most sober people that I know would frown upon that dynamic. Um, Euphoria portrays it in a powerful, non-sexual, seemingly healthy way. So that's great, you know. Uh, and again, I found the scene very moving and authentic. But I'll just say this. If a man I knew asked me if I thought he should sponsor a high school girl in early sobriety, I think I would tell him that that is not a great idea. The second part is um, their conversation about finding a higher power. They spend maybe five minutes talking about that. The sponsee raises all the questions that so many of us have uh, about religion versus spirituality, about higher power versus God, about poking and prodding around the idea of like, maybe I can stay sober without doing the whole higher power thing. I thought the sober dude was a little too dismissive of what the character suggested she could use as a higher power. Um, for example... She said, she said, yes, I do believe there are powers greater than me. And she suggested, like, the ocean is greater than her. And she asks if she could use the ocean as her higher power. And he says, no way. He's, like, very dismissive of it. And that's not my experience. I've heard of people using all sorts of things. Uh, the program, um, principles. I've heard people using squirrels, parks, nature. So I, I just think I just didn't love that part. So all in all, I think the recovery aspect of this is about as deep as I've ever seen on screen. I was really impressed. All right, overall grade. Um, 
I'm giving you, on a scale of 0 to 100, I'm giving Euphoria an 87% on my grading scale, which again factors in accuracy of portrayals of addiction and recovery um, as much as I do, like, is this show good? This is not just like, is this show good? I gave it an 87%. Um, I probably would go a few ticks higher if I wasn't factoring in um, the idea of like, how did they treat addiction and sobriety? This show is good. You know, I really liked it. I already explained why I really like it. I think it's like a B plus level show. Um, let me explain why I deducted a few points. Uh, pretend it's, this is a report card. <laughs> uh, here's the teacher's notes. The biggest negative for me watching the show is how unsettling it can be to watch a show that that is this graphic. It's very graphic. Mostly revolving around young women's lives, young women's um, nudity. There's a lot of male nudity too, but there's a lot of women, uh, young women naked. Um, because when they show the first few credits at the end of the show, Sam Levinson is the creator, the director, the executive producer. This is his show. And so I found it, he's like a 45-year-old dude, 40, 45-year-old dude. Um, so I found it a little uncomfortable to think of him writing and directing a bunch of these scenes. Semi-related. Uh, this is an artsy show. Uh, there are flash-forwards and flashbacks. There are dream sequences. There are unreliable narrators. So I'd say 95% of the time I found it brilliant and really artistic and cool and unique and different. Like you, When you're watching Euphoria, you know you are watching Euphoria. It has a different vibe. But in one or two scenes in like every episode, I had a moment where I thought, okay, dude, like you're purposely trying to confuse the viewer here. Or I thought, like, did we really need that 60-second slow-motion montage of every character walking around and a bright light uh, explodes in front of their face and lights them up in the dark? Like, maybe not. I also, I took off a few points for how much the ca camera lingers on very difficult stuff. The drugs, alcohol, sex, violence, very violent. There are some very violent moments. And there's a certain queasiness already associated with watching young people live like this, but I felt like the director, Sam Levinson, I, I think he took his time lingering on some of the tough stuff for just a little too long. There's a line where a show can go from um, illuminating something to just, uh, I'm trying to shock you, and I, I got that vibe um, occasionally watching Euphoria. I also took off a point for the higher power conversation. I'm sorry, it just... I thought it was just slightly more narrow than my understanding of what a higher power can be. And I didn't I didn't like it being on screen like that, just in case, you know, anybody else out there was watching it and wondering about recovery and decided that it reinforced their decision to not try recovery. That they 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 don't wanna um they don't wanna do the higher power thing and they saw it on TV, so they'll stay. I don't know. That might be a little too dramatic, but I I just didn't love that part. So I also docked a few points because uh this is petty, but there's a wild legal situation in season one that has just a preposterous resolution where somebody else confesses to a crime other than the actual perpetrator and then witnesses come forward and confirm the lie. All of these people are very young, like high school kids, and they all go down and they speak to police with like no attorneys without telling their parents. And it's absurd. And I normally could live with some absurdity, but this show nails so much else about life in a very real way and so to have a complex legal situation resolved in five minutes by having everybody go down to the police station by themselves and make up a fairy tale it felt like a big misstep to me and out of place on such an authentic show so 
Woo, that's what I thought of Euphoria. If you're watching it and have thoughts, feel free to comment here. I'd love to hear them. Uh, thank you for letting me share.